With my superlative guest, Horace Cooper, who I just, I just am one of his biggest fans, and I think he's just brilliant, just truly, truly brilliant. And uh, Horace is one of those people that I reach out to all the time for advice about this and that. And uh, boy, I'm always amazed. He's just a powerhouse. Uh, He's an attorney, and he's also a fellow at Frontiers of Freedom. And uh, Horace, you're also on our advisory board of Constituting America, so I thank you so much for that. And today, Horace is going to talk with us about uh, the Obama administration's possible attempt to give away control of the Internet to an international organization. That sounds very odd. Horace, welcome to the Janine Turner Show. Well, thank you for having me on, and I really appreciate the kind introduction. Well, Um, I believe it. I have been uh, wondering, you know, how many poor, bad public policies will our president engage in in his eight-year term? And there have been a lot to compete with. And so slowly rising has been this idea of, what new things heading into 2014 should we be keeping our eye on? And it appears the White House is poised to transfer control of the Internet to international bodies, maybe the U.N., maybe creating a new international entity, uh, maybe even just letting the EU take, forward, uh, take control of it under some theory that It's a bad idea for the American people who paid for, did the research behind, did all of the infrastructure development, and all the taxpayers that contributed the resources to make it possible, under the theory that if America dominates the Internet too much, then uh, it'll be bad for the rest of the world. There simply isn't any evidence that when America is in charge of things that we somehow abuse people. We go to war on occasion to fight dictators and tyrants. We give the land, the property, and the assets back to the people. Ask the Japanese about this. Ask the South Koreans about this. Every place, go to Iraq, every place that we've been involved in, we are not the people who take it from others. We're the people who promote freedom and protect it for others. Right now... There's a Ukrainian conflict, a Venezuelan conflict. We, by having control and operational access over the Internet, guarantee that people who want to communicate with one another have the ability to do that. Critics say it would be better if local governments, maybe Mr. Putin, uh, maybe the Caracas government, maybe the North Korean government, would have an equal say in how and who can have access to the Internet rather than having a situation set up by the federal government supporting what it created and has given to the world, not just to the American people, but to the world. Okay, so let's back up because this is all just mind-boggling. Okay, you know, it's interesting. When I watched the Olympics that were in London, you know, uh, or England, wherever they were recently, they had uh, their, their special people that they were applauding throughout history. And one of them was some guy who developed the World Wide Web. And they said that he, he didn't patent it or something so that all people could have exposure to the World Wide Web. Who was that person? Do you know about that? Because I, I want to ask that question. And then I want to ask, how is, I, don't even, I don't even understand how Americans control the Internet. I, don't even, I didn't even know we did. So explain both those things to us. Okay. So let's start with 
the actual origins of what people now think of as the Internet. The actual origins was part of an effort to uh, uh, allow a integration of uh, computers all across uh, the United States uh, in cooperation with the Department of Defense and universities so that people could have a backbone that would uh, operate in a way in emergencies, allow for data transfers, all kinds of mechanisms whereby uh, these kinds of uh, 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 data-type transactions could occur and communications could occur. Now, you're referring to a guy, I think his name is Berners-Lee, who's a Brit, who was one of the key uh, scientists who uh, back, uh, uh, I guess, in the late, uh, 70s, early 80s, started developing this idea that you could integrate all of this system and allow more and more and more people to have access to this data point. What the federal government did when it finally came forward with what we think of as the Internet is started recognizing that digital space is a, just a lot like city space. It's just a lot like state space, country space, and that is I have an actual address of where I live. You have an address of where you live. We're going to let there be a unique digital address for each particular location, and that is something that the federal government created, supported, and continues to operate, allowing a unique place. So the, when our I, government, not the British government, our government, our government, that's right. So and they I, did it for us or for or the whole world. I mean, how is it that we control it for the whole world? I'm still kind of figuring that one out. So right now, if you would like to have a website called www.janineturner.com, an American entity creates the license for you to be able to have that spot. So how did someone, we get that? How did we get that and not Russia or China or something? How did that happen? We did it first. It's called, it's called the uh, ICANN. We actually came up with the concept, with the idea of how you get this unique space that operates in a way so that no one else operates the same space. So you're, you may have a website called www.JanineTurner.com, and no one else can have that same exact digital address in North Korea, in South Korea, in any other part of the world. And when someone in another part of the world wants to have a unique space, they get an, a, a unique digital address that they're able to use. That is all coordinated through the United States. Because we were the ones that developed it. That's exactly right. The name okay. of the entity that creates this addressing and licensing is called the Internet Corporation for Sign Names and Numbers. It's a U.S.-based operation, and it doesn't discriminate. It doesn't say, oh, well, you're a foreigner. You aren't going to be able to participate with us. It doesn't say, oh, uh, we're only going to give uh, first priorities to applications to Americans. It allows anyone and everyone to be able to. So Twitter right now, which is an American company, but which is used by tens of millions of foreigners, is able to communicate all kinds of information about dictators and tyrants. The reason is that those dictators and tyrants don't have the right to control the individual digital address. Because we have Twitter. it. 
because we have it. What would happen uh. if we gave that control over to other parties? Now, we have come up with a very bad idea um, almost 50 years ago, uh, the United Nations Commission on Human Rights. Supposedly, it's better to let these international bodies investigate whether people are violating the rights of others and whether they're people who are threatened. They have a place that they can go to. What has happened is the worst of the worst countries go and join the UN Commission on Human Rights, and they, of course, vote down condemnations of their own actions. If we were to take away, and there's been no evidence, zero evidence, that Americans' control and the ICANN has denied foreigners the freedom to operate in digital space, but if we were to take that away from ourselves and give that to some other third party, I promise you, Mr. Putin is not going to have the same mindset. The dictators in North Korea will not have the same mindset. All kinds of interests, even in, in the Middle East, some of them will be motivated by religion. Some will be motivated by uh, uh, resources and dollars. They won't have the mindset that this is something that should be available for all people, for, yeah. regardless of where they live. We built it. We paid for it. We've made it available for the entire planet, and there is no reason why we should hand it off to others, especially when our record is far better than anyone else's. Well, and how would that work anyway? I mean, suddenly Russia would have their own domain space, and someone else can have JanineTurner.com in Russia? I mean, how do you even... How well, do you that, even that, manage that a situation of, of every every country having its own web domain? I, I, that would be a mess. That is one of the risks that, that is possible, that they could have multiple uh, names to uh, occupy essentially the same digital space. Uh, that would lead to trademark issues. That would lead to a whole host of problems. Uh, you think that the uh, JanineTurner.com website is promoting issues that you're working on, but some other person has the exact same thing, and they're saying just the opposite? Who's to believe who? Again, now, or they could block JanineTurner.com in Russia or, or South Korea or North Korea. It. They could just simply say, we're not going to make that one available. But they, they can't do no but they can't but they can't really do that now but the, but then I have heard that they have done things like China they've blacked it so that they can't certain some some of these countries maybe not China have have when they've yes. been under duress now, have made about ISP providers ISP providers which is why we need the we need to keep American control ISP providers in China and a whole bunch of other places have agreed to follow the lead of their own governments and prevent people from having access. Now, what they can't do is, is actually prevent that space from existing. What they can do is try to prevent their local community from being able to have access. What's an ISP? What's an ISP? The Internet Service Provider. The company Service Providers, okay. You your Internet and mm -hmm. broadband access. Sometimes they operate in collusion with the government. Now, but imagine, mm -hmm. though, not only does the government pressure the ISP provider, they actually can suspend the JanineTurner.com uh, profile and replace it with something, every time you type that up, it's something else that they've created in its space. How can they do that? 
Well, that would require them to have the same authority that we at the federal, uh, that we at our federal government has given to ICANN. Right well, now, there's only one digital operator. So wait, they can do that now, or they would be able to do that if they, they get away with this? They would be able to. Okay, okay, so they, they can't do it now. Right. They can block it from being... Uh, I guess it would be sort of like when you block a, you know, porn from your TV, okay? It's there, but you block it because you don't want your kids seeing it or something, right? So That's in other in foreign countries, they can block it, but they can't deny it from existing. That's Whereas right. if, if, we, as if we... Exists, you can figure a way to get to it as long as it exists. If we give away the Internet and its control, we actually would forfeit the actual existence of the thing that we're saying other people... Wow, okay, so why does the Obama administration want to do this, Horace Cooper? (laughs) (laughs) Well, Jimmy Carter said that we had built the Panama Canal, and people will love us better if we give away the Panama Canal. And we gave away this wonderful, amazing tool to allow for transportation. We had never blocked any other country from having access. This president is feeling the same way. They have felt like uh, America is unpopular, America is maligned, and therefore let's have the conversation as to whether or not something like the Internet is an appropriate thing to hand off to other people to try to help them love us more when the truth is the people who need an american controlled internet are the people who are willing to like us love us and care about us the most it's those people that we'd be kicking to the curb unbelievable you know in other words we'd be not denying the people that are desperately seeking freedom from having it absolutely Mm -hmm. this is a multi-billion dollar issue the internet itself the Internet governance issue is excru- extremely important. And could you imagine if Coca-Cola, if um, General Motors, name an American company, suddenly couldn't rely that the digital space that it operates is going to be trusted to be its space wherever you are on the planet. Suddenly other entities could crowd it out and, and uh, confuse people, trick people, deceive people. Total mess, total mess. Complete mess. Okay, so are y'all working at this? So the fellow, you're a fellow at the Frontiers of Freedom. Is this one of the, one of the uh, this is issues? This going to be one of our big issues for 2014 and beyond. It absolutely is critical that your listeners understand, comprehend the internet as we know it. Valuable, useful. Maybe sometimes we think it's a little cagey, but it wouldn't be the same if we suddenly handed over control to people who don't have the American idea in mind. Well, so is it the government that owns this internet? Or American government? The American government owns it right now. Right now, the federal government created uh, about seven years ago or so a uh, entity that's called ICANN that is in charge of setting these addresses and all of that. It's an American nonprofit entity. If the president were so inclined and his administration, they could divest ICANN of its authority, or they could simply say to ICANN, you're no longer an American company, and you can move, relocate, and operate outside of American jurisdiction and set whatever rules and policies that you'd like. And he can do this without Congress's approval. Well, I mean, we know he can do that anyway. Congress's approval. 
Absolutely. Because of executive order? Because of executive order or just he could because? call it a trade agreement. He could call it, yes, it could be an executive order. Absolutely. That those uh, trade agreements, that, which are really treaties, that should be approved by the Senate? See, I hate when they change the names of treaties or things of that, you know, to trade agreements when they, they, to deny them access to, to the constitutional check and balance. I, I'm with you. I'm with you. Absolutely. If it's a good enough idea for it to uh, be discussed and promoted with foreign countries, it ought to be a good enough idea to be brought to the United States Senate and get an up or down vote on it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what can we do? We, we go to Frontiers of Freedom. What, what's your website? Yeah, uh, check us out. It is www.fof.org, Frontiers uh-huh. of Freedom. Um, check us out, and you can uh, see... Uh, information about this issue, and if you are inclined, write to your member of Congress, keep the American Internet, we paid for it, we created it, we developed it, it's ours, we haven't abused it, don't give it away. I agree. Boy, I'm glad they've got Horace Cooper helping get the word out on this. Because <laughs> you're amazing. Quickly, keep your eye on them. Yeah, move it. What's that? Say that again? Progressives move very quickly. You got to keep yep, your eye on. Yep, yep, and we got to bring this to the people's attention because they don't even know what's going on. They don't even know that this is happening. I didn't even know this was happening. So, all right, Horace Cooper, you're awesome. Thank you for coming to tell us about this. And everyone, we're at, at www.fof.org. Thanks for having me on today. Right, write a letter. Okay, all right. Thanks, Horace. Thank you so much. Horace Cooper, everybody, he's absolutely an awesome individual, brilliant, brilliant, brilliant man. And do check out this FOF.org and write a letter because we, that, can you imagine the mess this would be? Um, and Horace lays it out just perfectly. Okay, the Janine Turner Show, and uh, we'll be back with a little inspiration. Yeah. 